it's it's all good now. <laughs> it's barely picking it up. <laughs> Already. Welcome to our podcast. As a matter of black. I'm Bowie. And it's your boy, man, the pro-black thug, Bali, in the house. Brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
she pretty much is a, a very active person on social media and she was able to keep this uh, relationship under wraps until voila, bam, she there and she, you know, got a ring on it and, you know, a husband and everything. And so wow. I, th I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny because I kind of lived by, you know, uh, I kind of lived by this, you know what I'm saying, as far as like a public persona with a private personality. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, you know, mm -hmm. the things that I do, you know what I'm saying, in the community, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I'm going to talk about it on social media. I'm going to, you know, keep, try to keep people engaged. Music-wise, my art form, I'm going to try to, you know, talk about that, share that with as much people I can. But my private life, like, I don't really, like, you, you ain't going to see too many tweets about that. You ain't going to get a whole lot of statuses about what's going on with me personally. Uh, I'm not going to get personal photos. I, I'm the type of person, I like to take a picture with somebody just to have the picture. If I do, I don't like to necessarily post it. Like, hey, we kicked it. We all out somewhere. Bam, I got it in my phone. It's for me. It's for my keepsake. It ain't really right. for to share with everybody. Right. But I find it like crazy. I, like it's crazy as hell because I'm talking about women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I like women. Like I have noticed how women like really, really, really like when they get in relationships, they really like that uh, that that uh, social media documentation. Mm -hmm. Like, you with me now? Change your uh, status from single to in a relationship. Put the picture up with us. You know, what I'm saying even some folks, I think it's the lamest. It's the lamest right here when people get married and they share one Facebook profile account. Like they name be Jerome, yeah, and then it be Aunt Jerome and Sonya, <laughs> Jerome and Sonya, mm. Williamson or something like that. And it, and it, and then Jerome and Sonya be one name, and then it just got the Williamson. Like that. <laughs> it's like it's like y'all can't it's like it ain't y'all can't do nothing uh, without you know what I'm saying <laughs> document on social media, but. Amazingly, I started seeing women like, that's what I want. I'm like, come on. You know, you would, you know, some of y'all would get upset if he didn't share the engagement photo mm. or the proposal photo. We live in a world now where everything is like being like, yo, your timeline is like a documentation of everything you do every day. Yeah. Like, I don't even like people checking me in when I go places. Mm -hmm. like, don't check me in. Like, <laughs> you would. I'm out here having drinks with, with and then they tag all of us like how, how you know i don't want people to know that but what's y'all thoughts on that like like how the way she did that and then what y'all see on social media from people with their relationships and stuff you know so i'm actually surprised that she was able to keep it under wraps for so long yeah like i know that i remember seeing at one point in time that she was in a relationship but i can't pinpoint like nothing about it and then i think i also remember seeing this like this that she was pregnant and it was like weird like people were sharing a post about her being pregnant oh. and like if you search it or whatever like it, it i think it came from one of those like super like under under the radar gossip blogs but i remember seeing a post about her being pregnant so i'm really surprised that she like kept it under wraps because she is 
famous yeah. and she's not only famous but she's very popular like she's a part of pop culture people are always talking about Issa Rae and like what she has going on so I was just surprised that she was able to keep it private um I don't really have no feelings about like social media relationships I personally thought it's kind of it was kind of corny like I've seen a few people say that like, oh, you ain't going to see my man until the wedding day or like you ain't going to see my man until I'm engaged. And I think that's corny. Like you post every other aspect of your life. Like, why don't you, why don't you, why, what's, what's wrong with you posting your man? Like if he your man, a part of me feels like, oh, I'm not posting my man because he's somebody else's man yeah. and, he's somebody else's, <laughs> and he's somebody else's man and somebody else's man too. Mm. And so I just feel like whenever I see girls or women or whatever be like, oh, it's a secret until I get married. It's just like, to me, that's, that screams insecure. Mm. It screams that like, you don't want somebody in your inbox like, girl, is that your boyfriend? Because mm. I seen him the other day and on the border with some girl. She was wearing Giuseppe's and like she <laughs> had, you know, 24 inches and, you know, acrylic nails. And like, you posted him like this, yo man, like, ain't that so-and-so baby daddy like you know like girl I heard he got a baby by so-and-so somebody said that like he he belongs to the streets like I think that (laughs) (laughs) I think that like people are ultimately afraid of what people other folks have to say about somebody they think is a sure thing when maybe he's not I think I think going like on the other hand though it's like relationships are hard enough Mm. you know and uh, I think one byproduct of projecting your relationship out there on social media is that you're literally putting an image out there, right? That you can either maintain or deviate away from, right? Mm. And so, you know, if the, if the photos change from January to June, you know, everybody in the hood know like, oh, that smile ain't the way that smile <laughs> used to be, right? Oh, yeah. uh, or, totally you know, oh boy totally. oh boy you know he's a little more distant on the hug you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i think uh and then dealing with all the comments like people are literally commenting on the image you project on your relationship and that that might that might mess with you a little bit so sure you know i respect the privacy and i'm not a big social media person anyway so yeah you know i'm you know i feel you on that and i have done the whole like Make it ain't official till it's on social media deal. Mm-hmm. And man, I want them one of the people, man. I hope people don't try to go back and look at it. But if they do, they can't now. I'm like, man, we break up. If you know what I'm saying, she don't tell me to take the picture down, I'm gonna take it down when I feel like it. Because I like to document my mistakes. I'll never want to forget it. And I ain't saying mistake like, ah oh, man, that was the worst. Relationship I ever been in, but it didn't work out. Nah, that's what you mean. That's all good. Nah. <laughs> nah, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, it's just, you know, like, why not look at look back at the past, you know what I'm saying, and say, hey man, it wasn't what I thought it was, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's there, I put it out there. And the way, you know what I'm saying, uh technology set up now, anyway, man, we really ain't losing too much information at all. Anyway, it's in the cloud somewhere. Yeah. Somebody that screenshotted it somewhere. Uh, you know, and so it's just it's just funny to me because you know, like people can fake the funk all they want to, like every day. Oh, we out doing this, we doing that. Or, me and my boo, or me and my my lady, me and my man, or whatever. And then the moment 
it's a wrap. They started deleting everything from the last year. Yeah. But like you've been on this whole relationship kick the whole time. Like oh, really, nah. you you probably deleted like 75% of your posts, or if not more. Mm. Yeah. And so like that's why I feel like, you know what I'm saying, you know, keeping some privacy to what you got going on. Mm. Because people be, you know, we'll pray on you there and fall and all that type of stuff too. But you keep people in your business when you constantly talk about what you got going on. Yeah. I don't even like to tell people that I'm out of town on social media. Mm. Oh. I want the people like my dog gonna get kicked in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, uh, you know, social media, we we live, we we in an age of social media where like people are in your business that you really don't even know anyway. That's true. And so I try to just watch what I post from there. But I just thought it's it's so funny that like I see so many people who really have to put everything they got going on from relationship status wise on social media, applaud that and say that's what they want. Because just last week I was here and it ain't real if it ain't on social media. Right. If he if he ain't posting you, he hiding because he got something else going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? What do y'all want? Do you do you want to be the public wife or girlfriend, or do you want to you know have some privacy? It's like you, I don't. It's too many mixed signals out there, and so I just thought it was hilarious to see so many women applauding that. When I've seen so many women say, "Hey, if he ain't posting you, he hiding you for a reason. He got this, he got that going on," or they do that dumbass stuff where they post the guy, but then put the uh, emoji oh, over their that. face. Mm. I hate the emoji over the like, face. Why did you post this full body picture and then just put that yellow smiley face on the dude here? He, he got the buck teeth. <laughs> Man, he, he got a buck wild life. He's trying to run. Do you think that I'm, I'm, I'm try, I've never posted a picture of me and somebody I'm dating on the social media. Yeah. And so like, Lucky you. So I'm like, I'm thinking, like, what do you think that is, though? Do you think it's a form of marking your territory, placing it on social media? Like, why do people do that, do you think? I think it's that. I think it can be that. And then I also think that, I think that people post about, like, having a man or having a girl to sort of, like, dispel, like, the myth or whatever, that maybe that people think, oh, like, oh, this person's single, but like, here they are with like a significant other. And it's like, look at me living my best life with my significant other. And like, cause it, it ain't just like, sometimes it ain't just a post. It's like a caption and it's like, oh, vacation or, you know, whatever, or, you know, there's always like a caption or a quote or a phrase that comes along with like posting. Mm -hmm. It ain't just, the act of posting. Mm -hmm. So I think it is some form of like, I don't know if it's some form of validation or if it's some form, I don't know if like some people be posting to make their exes jealous because, you know, some people be, they still friends with their ex on social media mm -hmm. or they friends with like some, well, they still friends on social media with people that they really don't fool with. So it's like, oh, y'all thought, you know, you uh -huh. thought I was down, but like I found love in a you know hopeless place or whatever. <laughs> and like, you know, <laughs> here goes the picture. <laughs> I, I think a lot of, <laughs> I think a lot of it just monkey see monkey do type stuff, man. Like I think back to like when social media first popped off before we even had the phrase social media, like 
back when we was in our teens and kids and stuff, like people was posting the Black Planet days, man, MySpace, all of that yeah. stuff. It's like people was just, you know, it took it took some effort to upload a picture back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so you just try to find a good picture of yourself to put up to let people know who you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm and, catfishing people back then. Yeah, man. And then a lot of times you just try to meet somebody. You like, hey, let me show people who I look like so I can meet some people. Mm-hmm. But like now, like, I think it's a lot to what like Bowie's talking about. Like, I guess people trying to like uh kind of prove something let people know something. I, I mean, I guess, I don't know why, man, but people act like being single is like a deformity or something like that. Like, you ain't happy unless you got somebody. Yeah. And and they got to put that online. I, I mean, I don't know. I see, I see what people do every day. You know, uh, 95% of y'all just real boring. I don't do nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, yes. and so like, having somebody around y'all all the time because y'all in a relationship, mm. I can just imagine how magnified the boredom is now. There's two of y'all doing the same thing that you were doing. You used to just sit home on Thursdays and just have three programs that you were ready to watch on TV that <laughs> night. And now it's both of y'all watching them. And now it's taking you six hours to watch because you got to pause them so I can watch them all together. You, you, know, you got to pause it. And <laughs> you used to take you three hours to watch them. Now you take you about six hours because y'all doing other stuff. Mm. Um, but, you know, I just, I just think people just like, truly believe that you know happiness is having a relationship and they have to prove to everybody that they're happy by posting who they with even if they're not truly happy with their situations you know what I'm saying Some, a lot of people ain't even growing together and just yeah. sitting there stagnant in a mug but you know it's, it looks good to post a picture on your birthday because you're out with him or you're out with her but in, in, in reality uh, uh you you posted for likes, but you don't even like what you got you got going on. You know what oh, I'm saying? That's a quote. <laughs> you don't like what you got going on. You 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 posted for likes on social media, but your reality is it's it's not likable at all. Like <laughs> I um I like the fact that you or whoever was bringing up the old you know social media back in the day because I used to um I used to get featured a lot in the in the paper the paper the local paper magazines mm. and like the um like arkansas times and sync was it called sync yeah I know sync. and um i would get featured sometimes in like the like the social events section of the democrat gazette mm-hmm. and people would <laughs> always be like i saw you in the paper i saw you in the paper mm-hmm. and people would send me like a copy of it and because I would like I would take pictures with I would take pictures with people just like I would that I would be around or people that I would be with or sometimes it would just be folks that like I wasn't with at all but we knew each other we would be talking and then the people would be like oh can, can we get a picture and then more often than not it would be like a dude and it would be different dudes like every time that it was like in the public in the publication so people would always be dating out this world <laughs> and my auntie um i had took a picture with this judge's son one day and my auntie was like well that judge is my best friend and 
my niece is dating like the judge's son and I was like girl no like that's supposed to be that's just my (laughs) what she say I said what was that supposed to be the fact you date the judge's son I don't know but my auntie is um oh you got a good one that was she was yeah I think she was basically like oh finally like you got a good one and I was just like no girl like probably got a wrong criminal record too I I, I want to say I want to know so bad like no like buddy like no buddy He might be a judge's son, but he got some wild. But yeah, I was just like, no. Um. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, no, like we straight. Like, no, like we're not dating and, you know, we straight. And then it was like, one time it was like, people was like, are you dating this person? Like this guy? And I was like, no, like I'm not dating him. And then after a while, I was like, when the sink people would come trying to take pictures, I just would be like, no, I'm straight. Like, <laughs> oh, not today, but like, thanks. You know, I don't want to take pictures with random, with a random Negro mm. another night at a different event. That's another thing too. I don't know why, but you know, you take pictures with the opposite sex and they get posted on social media or in the, you know, uh, on the online somewhere, they automatically think that, you know what I'm saying, you out on a date because you're with that person and it's getting publicized. So yeah. But, but then there's that that whole commentary about, right? Because it's not it's not just that you with a person, right? It's it's this weird underlying status of that person. Like, that's a judge's mm, son. Yeah. Right? And, like, I think going back to Issa Rae, I think maybe also she didn't want people scrutinizing him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, like, because who's going to be on the same level as Issa Rae? Like, Tyler Perry or something? <laughs> <laughs> we know they ain't dating. <laughs> we know they ain't dating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But I mean, <laughs> but like, and see that's that, but that's that, like that opened up a whole nother like realm of dating, like the uh, well, yeah, like a whole nother realm of dating. It's like people they look at you, some people look at you and expect you to uh in particular, I feel like this is done with women a lot, definitely done with women mostly, but very successful and wealthy and known famous women, they're expected to date a man of this type of status, this type of caliber, yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, people look at you crazy when you this successful woman and you do this and you do that, and then they're like, whoa, well, the only type of man that can get with her is a dude just doing dot, 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 and he got this degree, that degree, and he got this title and that title. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And man, but but I feel like I like I feel crazy. Uh, I, I feel bad for people who like got those crazy expectations because y'all supposed to be a power couple, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Because you are making seven figures, so this guy right here got to be making eight or nine figures, and he gotta have these things going on too. So like. Yeah, like I don't know what Buddy do. I don't even care. I don't care what Buddy does either. Yeah, I mean, as long as she happy, she happy. But like, you know, maybe that is part of the reason too. Like, she didn't want people digging in his life. But once you date a celebrity, like it's it's like kind of almost a wrap. So that's mm-hmm. I applaud the fact that she could even keep it like that because yeah, once the media find out, like your whole life is getting dug up. Like, 
Yeah. Like, whoa. I mean, they had an article that was like, who is so-and-so, so-and-so, like the man that she was married, like right at, right as soon as she posted, you know, on her Instagram. I didn't read the article because like you were saying, like, I don't think it matters, but yeah. you're right. Like as soon as it was public, it was like, let's try to find out who this man is. And I just was like, boy, y'all nosy. Yeah. So I think the message is to all y'all that want to have this public Facebook Instagram relationship, you probably wouldn't want that if you was Issa Rae. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> good thing you, good thing you're, you good just, thing you're not. good thing you just, uh, John Barrow Latoya. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. Hey, Toya. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with being John Barrow yeah, Latoya. Uh, Ain't nothing wrong with being John Barrow Latoya. Ain't nothing wrong with being Pike Andre. Pick me up. You know what I'm saying? Wayne Shack. Is Wayne Shack over yet? <laughs> but, but, but I'm just saying, if you really wanted that social media attention like and, and got it like they got it, man, like you wouldn't even. You would have to like hide for some happiness. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would encourage people in these healthy, thriving relationships that, for whatever reason, they want to project to the world, like to in those moments where you're you're capturing to just maybe instead of taking the photos to just enjoy the present moment yeah. and really like soak that up because and, and and check in with yourself and see how that feels just to be yeah. with your your person in this divine great moment versus almost like vulgarly tainting that by you know pulling out this device and capturing it and uploading it so i i encourage people to just you know enjoy the moment Get offline. It's pretty dope. Dog, and I'm gonna say this. He says that as I'm scrolling on Instagram, but that's a good point. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say this right here, and then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna let it go. Okay. Because I definitely agree with you, man. The most kicking it and most fun I've ever had. I don't think I got a picture of none of that stuff. Mm. I, I say this right here because we in the room together uh, right now. Prime example. What was that? 2018. We go kick it. In uh, Montgomery, we went to that concert. Yeah, I don't have one picture from that concert. Mm. I don't have one picture from that concert either. <laughs> if I did, I don't know where it is. That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a dope concert. Saw like ten national, international acts in one night. Yeah, on the stage at the same uh, time. On, on the stage at the same time. Mm. Having too much fun to even kick it and take a selfie <laughs> or or take a video. I think I tried to take a video, but it was just like. What's the point? Like, <laughs> and then plus we were out all day. Like, I didn't really have battery for that. Was one of the reasons why I mm. couldn't take pictures because my battery was so low that I didn't want to use any any more of it on like media. I think I had a pretty good battery out uh, there, but because I think I was I was like trying to contact y'all to find where y'all oh, yeah, walking away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I'm like trying to take a good picture of it or just actually sit there and enjoy. It. Right. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, I think you you know take over take over Marvy's advice, like live in the moment and not try not to be a slave to your social media. Um, good point. <laughs> As booing <laughs> over here on a relentless pursuit, on a relentless <laughs> all the pursuit of every social Facebook, media platform, Instagram. <laughs> Follow our Instagram page. Yeah, A-A-M-O-B pod underscore pod. Already. That's great. Um, so that I feel like it's so interesting that we had a like a conversation about Issa Rae and like relationships and 
my I had something that I would like to talk about dealing with relationships as well. Is this Bowie's Corner? I don't think this is a Bowie's Corner. It may turn into one, but I feel like right now it's not really a Bowie's Corner. But okay. I was just wondering, had you guys been watching any of these reality TV shows with like people that get married like the the um, as soon as they meet for the very first time? <laughs> nope. Or like. <laughs> Or like a blind dating turn into marriage proposal type situation. Have y'all seen any of that? No? I like y'all shirts, man. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, see, I see what y'all doing, you know what I'm saying, when I ain't around. Um, but uh, no, I, I mean, I did watch. Um, I have watched that show, Married at First Sight. Yeah, what'd you think about it? I think it's crazy as hell. <laughs> That's why I watched it though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and like, I, I like, don't ask me about none of the seasons and none of the episodes. I, I right. watched like some some random episodes every once in a while, uh, but I don't follow the show like that. I can't even tell you who the people that host the show with their names are, none of that stuff. I think it's just crazy as hell yeah. to want to get married that bad where you would marry a complete stranger. Now, sure. I say this, and I say this as a disclaimer too. I'm not opposed to arranged marriages. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not opposed to arranged marriages. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, but that's a that's a whole other culture, right? A cultural thing. I got respect for the culture, and I, you know, so that's what that's the way I've been doing things. You know, so I respect the culture. Got love for the culture, mm -hmm. but. You know what I'm saying? Uh, black folks, you know what I'm saying, in America, um, you know what I'm saying? And we have lost so much stuff in translation and, and things have evolved and all this type of stuff, like going to somebody and saying, hey, I'm gonna calculate your personality and ask you these questions and collect the data and compare the data and find your perfect match like that. Yeah. Like, man, please. I know they, first off, the, the, the success rate probably is super. It's really low. Low. Yeah. And I know somebody that got matched up with somebody that was totally, like, I had all the, the screws loose and all the kid in the caboodle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I watch them because, you know what? That's entertaining to me yeah. to see people fail at marriage. <laughs> okay so fun facts i actually dated someone who like in the past who ended up on one of the on ended up on one of these shows yeah and it was a like we only we only went on like a date or two and then it ended like poorly so much so that that person had to like write me like this long explanation about how like the situation was poor like the or, or the dating scenario was like very poor and it was like his bad and his apologies so on and so forth mm -hmm. and then I never heard from him again but anywho so I wanted to bring it up for two reasons one I think it's like like Osiris says or Bali says I think it's crazy that people would sign up to like this type of for this kind of experiment because like they're having a really hard time like dating or like finding love or like finding relationships but I also feel like these dating shows have two issues. The first issue is they have a diversity issue, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then they also have 
a like inclusivity issue as it relates to like women and their body size so typically everybody on the show is like so small Mm -hmm. like the skinniest women you can find on any corner in any city in all of america and that is very discouraging for women of a particular size, especially when it's just like you're already like kind of marginalized because you aren't necessarily seen as like the phenotype of people, of women that get chose for marriage or for love. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk about how on the shows that there is Black people, how the same thing is true. Like, even if it's all Black people, it's like, they always picking the girls that's like between a size four and like a size six. And then like, when it's one of those elimination type shows, like they may get a, a woman, they may have two women, like one of them be like a size 12 and the other one be like a size 16. And the 16 is always eliminated because people are like, oh, she cool. Like we love her personality. She's so much fun. But like, oh man, I'm just not really attracted to her. And like they say on national TV and I want to like reach to the TV sometimes and be like, son, like we know your mama pushing 24. Your mama's a size 24. <laughs> Listen, your mama size 24. We talk about Houston and Houston. Yeah. Your Mary is size 24. <laughs> your, your auntie is a 20. Uh, your sister over there 16 and your niece over there a 14. Like, don't do us like that. Like, you know, the thick girls, the full figure girls are you talk about their personality, but it's like you over here talk about how you're not attracted to them. And it's just like, what's going on? Yeah, I, think, I think that's that's a good point. I never thought about that. I also never thought about have you ever thought about how like all of them are like like middle like income, middle class. It's mm-hmm. never like yo, it's that. never like yo, my name is Gerard and I'm on food stamps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like you deserve love too though. That's oh, that's I'm a saying. good point. But, hey, my name is Sharice. I got I got a few kids. Right. But, you know, oh they I'm never not on they never got hardly no kids. Yeah. On them shows, man. Because because nice. because they they already know. They already know, like, them situations. The blended families. I ain't going to say the blended. Well, yeah, it's the blended family, but mm-hmm. I ain't going to say that blended families bother people. Mm-hmm. But they know, like, meeting somebody, and then you got three little other strangers that's coming with that person, too. <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know, like, congratulations, bro. You just went from bachelor of the year to... Stepdaddy and three. <laughs> they, they know. They know. They know they, it's going to be hard to keep Buddy in the house. <laughs> He's going to be like, I know we moved this house together, but they, they stayed at this house, so I'm still going back to my crib. You know what I'm saying? I, all this, the, I, ain't, I ain't signed up to be making bunk beds. I ain't signed up to all this. Right they know that ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get married, and the little ring bear walk down the aisle like, let me go to your house. <laughs> That's a good point. I want some chicken nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Let me go to McDonald's. I want some chicken nuggets. Congratulations, you got baby's kids. That's what baby deserves love. I mean, she do. That's a good point. Yeah, sorry, I keep cussing. 
but i mean it's, it's like but but see that's the that's the thing what people need to people need to understand it's like you can't look at tv like it's reality even when it's reality tv mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying these people have been chosen to be on a dating show now i talk to people who have been on shows uh, on multiple shows, you know, game shows, reality TV shows, all that type of stuff. A lot of times these folks show up with what? Stuff that regular people ain't got. They got a bio written already about who they are. Mm. You ain't got no bio if you just work at the post office. You know no, what I'm saying? You know. More than likely, you ain't took no headshots. This is true. You know, they had some type of, uh, I ain't even gonna say training, some type of preparation for when they get in front of people and been on the cameras. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And some of them have to actually send in like video footage. Video to footage. See if you translate well on TV. Yeah. And so we're talking about what they talking about. What, when they do these shows, they looking at things, they they juke, they juking the stats and, and playing with the analytics to see what people would want to watch. And so they looking at people who look like, oh, this is an everyday person, but guess what? They look like this model, or they they look like this type, or they have a perfect life already. They just need somebody, you know, they know that people will watch that type of stuff. Yeah. But like, you know, point blank period, uh, television is not set up to show people who are in the real life struggle. Yeah. In the working class. They don't want to put people who are the working class on TV. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to put people who have single parent households on TV because they feel like people will not want to sit there and watch that type of stuff. It will remind them too much of the stuff that they're going through. Oh, they're re- they're so life. people watch TV for an escape and the best way to escape is to watch the thing that's furthest from what you got going on. I think, I think that, I think also you know, it's a missed opportunity and it's intentional, right? Because if you have somebody on one of those shows who let's say is on probation right and in addition to seeing that this person is a great woman or man a gender non-conforming person you see also like their struggle with you know trying to meet the terms of their probation then somebody's going to see that and see themselves in that right and see and maybe if they see themselves in that and see like the struggle in that and they'll they'll think to themselves, you know what? That ain't right, mm-hmm. right? And then if they think that ain't right, they might think, you know what? Something should be done about that, right? Whereas if it's if it's the dominant narrative that is projected, then they see that and they think, you know what? That's what's right, mm-hmm. you know. And I gotta get to that. I gotta fit that cookie cutter model. So it's all I think intentional. We gotta remember that. You know, these are corporations projecting these programs yeah. out there to, yeah. to these people. Yeah, no, most definitely, most definitely. Like, I'm I'm not trying to get off the uh, the uh, blind blind marriage stuff, mm. but like one of the problems I'm gonna see what you're talking about is with I watched this show called Sixty Days In. Mm. I have watched it. I don't know if it still come on, and they they basically sit there and watch to see if somebody could survive and be willing to stay in jail for 60 days undercover as an inmate. Mm-hmm. And they always pick, they always pick from 
uh, at least from two groups of people in, in, amongst these inmates. Somebody that totally believes in the system. Like, you should go to jail. If you can't sit there and pay your tickets, <laughs> you deserve jail. You deserve jail. I, I, I feel like people in jail get uh, get more than the military get. So they send that person. Oh, wow. Yeah, they send that person. And then they usually send somebody from the, uh, I mean, I, I had somebody that in my family that was locked up, my brother, my sister, my mama, somebody, and I didn't understand how hard it was for them to get back into re-enter society, what mm -hmm. it was. So I want to see a little bit about it, even though they're talking about somebody from the prison term compared to somebody with, you know, a jail, you know, uh, you don't even know how long the sentence is going to be. Mm -hmm. And so, like, and then you see that, like, at the end of six days that their views change on things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, see, with this whole marriage thing, though, it's like, first off, y'all ain't never been in a marriage before. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all ain't even had relationships that, relationship that's been successful for longer like, than a year. Six <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, like, so to get married at first sight, like, when I was talking about the arranged marriages, you got to realize in, in the culture, in the African culture, mm -hmm. this young boy and this young girl have been preparing for the moment that they're going to get married for, uh, for their whole life almost, basically. That more than likely they be knowing who the who the young girl family is and who the young boy's family is. And then it happens whenever they both consider a man and a woman. And they be knowing it's gonna happen already off top. Man, these folks now, you finna leave it up to some people that you ain't never even consulted with prior to even applying for this show. And I just think it's crazy because I think people are really, if they really was married and seeing what marriage is like, they would be disappointed. And that's what a lot of these cats, these, these, these people end up finding out. Once they find out what marriage is like, man, they be like, I don't want to deal with her. I don't want to deal with him. Yeah. You got to really be with the right one for that. And can't nobody just pick that out for you based on some answers. Because we know when people answer a question, when you first meet them, you just get a presentation of the person. It's in their best representative there. It's literally like watching uh, a potential candidate run for office. <laughs> he or she going to say every, all the right stuff. You know what? I believe, you know, we need to be tough on crime. In this city. <laughs> and they be a criminal the whole time they talking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Already money laundering. Rico charges. Hit them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, you know what I'm saying? Um, so we know people send their representatives um, in, in the first few weeks years. or whatever. Years. Years, yeah, years, yeah. yeah. Crazy don't come out to two years. <laughs> if you're lucky, you know what I'm saying? But it's it, it just basically just like, you know, this infatuation that people have with marriage, like I can't live a fulfilled life unless I am a husband or a wife or yeah. my spouse or whatever. Like, it's just crazy to me. I think people need to look for other things that they can be fulfilled by, and then just look at like marriage, like icing on the cake. If you got it, well, we all know people can eat cake without icing anyway. So I feel like the idea of love is something that is okay to pursue, and especially it's okay to pursue in this days and time. In this day and time, back to like my point about the whole like body positivity thing is like there should be some sort of like narrative for particular types of people mm -hmm. you know and like there isn't any 
mm-hmm. like you said there's an in like the marriage thing i think is a bit extreme mm-hmm. but like the you marry somebody essentially well in theory because like you love them and you want to be with them forever mm-hmm. and so this concept of like love and romantic love shouldn't be like shunned because people people want it and it's okay like it doesn't and if you want it it doesn't mean that like you feel like your life is depraved like like your life isn't whole or complete mm-hmm. it just means your life is wholly complete and also you want and you crave and you desire romantic love mm-hmm. and it should be narratives for people from all walks of life to that's be right. able to experience it that's right i believe that i believe that but it's going to take a whole lot it's going to take a media overhaul for that i just say for once you know if we're talking about like plus size women putting them on tv and in these shows they're going to have to change so much of what they do and they should change it because we know it's a, it's a proven fact that plus size women are just as attractive as the women that are smaller than them sure. all over the world. We see it every day. We see plus size women in relationships. We see plus size women having families. We see plus size women in love, all that type of stuff. Same thing with men. <laughs> we see guys that are plus size guys all over the world. Short men. Short, all that type of stuff. And I'm wrong with you, brother. Not my type, but go ahead. I'm wrong with you, short brothers. Go ahead. I mean, it's all. It's no all, saying to the short name. It's all types. <laughs> when it comes to physical features, it's all type of stuff that we can sit there and say, like, hey, we don't see that on TV on a regular <laughs> basis. But in, re- in reality, it's widespread all over the map. And they yeah. got love and got happy relationships and they thriving and everything. Right. But, you know, media is the thing that's going to have to change because, you know what I'm saying, it's a bald, white, short guy <laughs> that's picking this model-less, skinny, 23-year-old woman to and matching them up with this six five bodybuilder-type dude who yeah. ain't nothing but a firefighter. And they gotta marry them. Shout out to the firefighters. Go ahead. <laughs> well, he might not even be a firefighter. He might be a bartender. Yeah. They love picking somebody that work at a bar. Oh, why they think, it's so weird. To I don't know why, why they like people bartenders. Like bartenders just so like just got it got it made. I, I dated a bartender once, man. <laughs> man, look, I had to damn near show up to a job to spend time with her because she was working like 10, 11, 12 hour shifts, six, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Shout, out, shout out to her too. Hey, but yeah, I, I, I heard she found love too. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, we've been happy for a while now. Um, but, but uh, but now, um, I, I was going to say part of tying into what you're saying about media having to change to have a more inclusive projection of love, um, or image of love projected out there. I think it ties in part, you know, back into you know these these programs are sponsored by these businesses that want to sell you on you not being worthy as you are constituted, Mm, right? And so it's like, they they might not want to have the the dark skinned people because they're selling skin lightning. They might not want to have the the big person because they want you to buy this Weight Watchers type thing. They might not want to have the person who maybe, you know, 
uh, quote unquote working class, but happy because they want you to, you know, go into debt trying to achieve this middle, so-called middle class, um, you know, cookie cutter model that, you know, they want everybody to aspire to because they profit off yeah. of your insecurities. They're literally preying on your insecurities. So by projecting these images of, you know, middle-class, skinny folk, you know, running around happily, you know, getting married at the drop of a dime, you know, they're like, look, you can join this club if, you know, go to a commercial break, you pay all of these sponsors. And so I think in part of it, in part, it entails the, the paradigm shift we're talking about, entails changing, you know, who actually is in control of, you know, putting these images out, right? That's and, a really good point. Yeah, and I was just thinking about it, man, because <clears throat> um, they banking off, you know what I'm saying, you being unhappy about your situation. Because if you watch a Married at First Sight and you trying to, you know what I'm saying? Mimic what they got going on. Then you flip the channel and turn to Maury. <laughs> and you see all type of lot of technical tests. <laughs> You're a fool, bro. Hey, I'm just saying, they look like my neighbors. <laughs> they look like my neighbors, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, Maury over there giving free vacations to tell you your marriage is over with. That ain't your kid. Yeah. Not the father. You use not the father. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff. Well, uh, you know what I'm saying? And and, and put little kids with, with ED issues on there and everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But I'm just I'm just saying, <laughs> boy. You know what I'm saying? They try to bank on something, <laughs> one way or another. All right, great. Well, yes, that's, that's, that was great. I appreciate y'all listening. I want our, I want our listeners, man. Would y'all go on a blind marriage show? <laughs> no. Would you consider doing that? I just don't see why anybody would want to do that. Who, who has been that unsuccessful relationship where the last, their last resort is, or they come to this point? Why don't I just have somebody random just pick a husband or a wife? So I think it's two questions too. Is would you go on a blind marriage show like under the current conditions? Versus, would you go on a blind marriage show and, in a scenario in which the people in charge of the show come from a similar background as you do, right? Yeah. I think I'm, I'm good on either scenario. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, hard I pass, I'll pass, hard pass. Hard I, I, pass. I, think, I, think, I think that people would do it either way, but I would feel like. If you're gonna do something, why not do something that's proven to work? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like if they coming from a background, they're like, man, we've been doing this for 70 years, you're running the family. We pick them out. We'd be like, A, B, bam, connect the dots, and y'all got a whole lineage, it's your legacy right that way yeah. for you. Versus like, I wanna see Married at First Sight and then whatever other show they have, what other success results? Mm. Show me that and then tell me why you would sign up. For, for, for those stats. For that, yeah. It's like, why would you sign up to hit free throws like Shaq? I would not wow. sign up for, I would not <laughs> sign up for a married at first sight situation. Because I haven't seen it. Like, I mean, 
you know, I skim through them and I'll go to the last episode. They be looking like, uh, we're not going to make it. Yeah. And the reunion show be like, you know, we said we're going to do it for <laughs> two months. I just couldn't do it anymore. He moved they like out. hate each other. Why, why wouldn't you do it? I wouldn't do it because I don't feel like, like Bali was saying, I don't feel like it's a proven method. Mm. Like, I feel like it would be the same type of look that I would have just dating someone and marrying them on my own or dating someone and then being like oh i don't even like this person that's right devil's advocate moment yeah i know the devil already has enough advocate but for sure but it's like is the current situation a proven method right where which one the one that we have currently so most people you know, they, they they meet somebody, they go on the first date, they have a sure. relationship, they get engaged. Yeah. Then they, you know, get married. And then 15, 20 years down the line, they're like, you know what? I, I don't really like your toe fungus as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, all these people are getting divorced under the current paradigm anyway. So it's like, is that as proven a method as you know, the, the marriage at first sight. Understanding though, the last part I say is that, you know, it's not an either or, you don't have to get married, which, you know. Okay, and so this is where we're gonna, this is where we're gonna get into this conversation a little bit deeper. Oh God. I have to, I have to do this. <laughs> I have to do this. Man. Okay, go ahead. Okay, ahead. you know, um, no, you know what I'm saying? It, it, if we base this off what we see already, then people should already expect failure. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna tell you why, to me, in my opinion, why people <laughs> people uh, are unrealistic with marriage. Why is that? Uh, from, from what I see, a lot of people are basing uh, the idea of marriage and everything, basing it off something that they've seen before. Uh, and more than likely somebody is family or something like that. That's we right. we admiring our grandparents. Oh, they stayed together for 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. And we looking at it like, that's a real marriage. That's that's black love right there. Mm -hmm. Man, you don't know what your granny is, is uh, unhappy, was unhappy about. Yeah. This mm -hmm. man had uh, four, four five kids just running around the community that, that was his. Mm -hmm. And she just happily dealt with it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Grandpa knew that it was a man that came over there and wants to go out to the house. We don't mm. know if he was a deacon. We don't know if he was a milkman, something like that. But we know <laughs> that was Granny's special friend. Mm. Oh, Uncle Fred don't look like Granddaddy. <laughs> yeah, we we know we we got some questionable looking aunties and uncles. Oh. They look like one of them, but the other one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But all we seen was the fact that they stayed together and we based success on uh, longevity. Yeah. But guess what? You know what I'm saying? We only based that success in longevity. That's the only part of life that we look at it like, like that's a successful marriage. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You could be successful uh, in your career, mm. but we don't base it on longevity as far as like, oh, he stayed at this job 20 years, he stayed at that job for 33 years, he worked 53 years at this job. Mm. Man, you might have bounced around from job every two, three years for, for 30 years and then retire, or 15, 20 years and then retire, and you mm. successful. But so we basing that off the fact that like, you stuck with one person. Yeah. 
not knowing the situation, maybe this woman didn't have opportunity to leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe she didn't have any money. Maybe this man had 10 kids and he didn't want to leave the house. We don't know who's getting abused. We don't know who's getting verbally abused, physically abused, whatever. All we see is we, one day we look at our lives and we like, man, why was I not married like my uncles and aunts or my, my dad and my mom was. We never sat down and talked to them and, and asked them the questions about what they put up with and what they dealt with. Mm -hmm. yeah. We don't even know if they still leaving affectionate towards each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't know if they husband and wife or roommates at this point. And so like expectations, man, it's just like, you can't sit there and try to model yourself out after what you see on TV or what you see in life and you don't have a full story of mm -hmm. I will, I will say this, you know, neither, neither one of, none of us are, are married. None yeah. of us on the mic right now yeah. are married. We're all, we all deviated from the norm, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and so we have a skewed perception of things, but, 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 you know, I, I think it's, we live in a quantum reality right now. So I think that, you know, it's good that people are considering having innovative loves that don't necessarily conform to this like rigid conception of you know what uh, marriage and love should look like. That might be somewhat outdated, maybe not, but you know it's definitely not uh, mandatory. Man, I just I just think that like I think people should and uh, nothing wrong with getting married. I wrong being in love, all that type of stuff. But I think personally, people should not consider their life as failing if they don't get married Facts. or if they, you know, fail at marriage, all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's life right there. You know what I'm saying? But there's so many other things that you can do to live a fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you can't ignore those facts because of what you <laughs> see out there that's being portrayed as living a happy life. Man, you can live a happy life multiple ways, you know what I'm saying? And so I just feel like people shouldn't focus on marriage as living like a, a happy life or being in a relationship in general as living a happy life because, man, you know, some of these folks, you know what I'm saying, doing worse in the relationships and in the marriage than they would be by themselves. And they in the big house with the white picket fence, they got the house, they got the children, they got the dog, they got the job, they got all the things and they 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 miserable. Miserable, right? Miserable, uh using every coping mechanism out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Doing a whole lot of things yeah. to um to, you know what I'm saying, take up for the fact that they have to deal with themselves every day when they look in the mirror. But importantly, some of them are happy. You know, there are there are some, yeah. some happy, thriving relationships. There are some happy, thriving marriages, you know, and families out there. And so we want to lift them up as well. Yeah. yeah. So I do, think, do what makes you happy. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you should pursue the thing that makes you happy, but not to your detriment. And I think that's the best way to end that segment. Nah, I know a better way in a second. Okay. Don't go chasing them waterfalls. Stick to the red rivers and the lakes that you used to, man. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, Whatever. So, <laughs> so we both introduced a topic that we wanted to talk about, but
I feel like you have something you want to talk about too. I feel like there's something you want me to talk about that I'm down to talk about. Where did y'all get those shirts from? <laughs> Oh, Mommy stole my shirt off the, my hoodie so, off the, yeah, so, oh. so Bowie turned, <laughs> That's the, mine. Bowie turned so. the ceiling fan on uh, <laughs> 64 degrees inside, so I had to grab her hoodie and get it. Are you some whiskey, man? Are you some whiskey? Uh, he got you, some. You warm, warm up real quick. He got some bourbon. All facts. Um, uh, but no, no, so, so the other day we were talking, Bali, Bowie, and myself about, um, about this concept of baseline happiness. And so what baseline happiness is, is uh, <laughs> what? Bobby's making faces at me across the way. I pulled up a glass, I was like. <laughs> that's, that's all you're gonna have? All right, so in, in any event, <laughs> baseline happiness. So. The idea of baseline happiness, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to butcher it somewhat, so I apologize. But it's the idea that you have a baseline level of happiness that, uh, you know, external circumstances will not affect alone. Mm. So they, they did a study, they being some random group of scientists that I cannot cite with specificity. <laughs> yeah, but they already feeling strange. Right. I was going to say, they, he didn't they, go to college. I didn't go to college. I dropped out. But go ahead. But you're one of the most brilliant people. <laughs> Seriously. I, you know, really, you're, my, you're, my, you're one of my favorite people in the world. So in any event, um, <laughs> baseline happiness. So the idea is that they, they did this study of people who were recently uh, paralyzed and people who recently won the lottery. And what they found is that you know, about a certain amount of time afterwards, I'm just gonna say six months because I'm not recalling the exact amount of time after they won the lottery or were paralyzed, they checked in on uh, you know, their, their amount of happiness as they measured it um, from you know, before or at that moment of that incident happening or you know, um, winning the lottery and six months afterwards. And what they found is that six months or so after, the people are just as happy as they were before they were uh, paralyzed or before they won the lottery. Very interesting. And I don't know who they was, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yo. Bali. Oh, so I'm more, but really I'm more interested in the uh, people who are paralyzed because the reason why I say that, like, okay, so wait, were you finished with the with everything? I wasn't, you? but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Let him finish with the rest of the thing. I'm sorry, and then man. We can respond. <laughs> nah, I think I think I want to hear what Bali got to say. I think the the concluding point though is that it. it it kind of sheds light on how much um, internal work has to do with us achieving happiness as opposed to external circumstances and events. Bali, go. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, okay, so like, you know, I feel like there are a few things that people feel like would you know, cure them or make them happy or whatever. And like, 
where I'm at in my life right now, man, I was just hit the Powerball today. Uh, we in August, it's eighth month of the year. So six months from now, be what? February 2022. I'm gonna be happy as hell when I hit the, the Powerball today. And I'm gonna be like, you know, on a hundred, but I don't know if I'm going back to my happiness and this level of happiness that I am before the Powerball in February of next year. Because I'm still like, I'm still gonna be living off of like a totally different high of being wealthy. Because mm -hmm. I ain't never been wealthy before. And it ain't gonna wear off in six months for me. So, yes, I'm probably still gonna call you in February, but like, what you doing? <laughs> and you probably going to work or something like that. And I'm probably um, gonna be like, man, I'm probably gonna stick the phone up in the air, and be like, do you hear that? And you can be like, what is that? Dog. I'm out here on a yacht for the first time on the Pacific Ocean. Lonely as hell, because none of my homies can make nah, it I'm out with me. Nah, <laughs> nah. But that's I'm here at work. I'm like, yo. I didn't say I was calling you. You did. Nah, I said I'm probably going to call a friend. So you I'm said gonna... I'm still going to call you. What are you talking about? What I was saying. I you know who didn't call that first. <laughs> yeah. Who didn't well, I was saying I'm calling you like I'm talking to the listeners. But like of course feed it up, feed it up. No, I said of course, man, having a fortune don't mean nothing without somebody to share it with. And so like, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna wanna see your people come up around you too. Because seeing them happy is gonna seeing them happy is gonna make me happy too. Because I'm like, I'm able to not only change my life, but change people around me lives too. Mm -hmm. But I just don't see that like going that quickly back down to the level that I am now in six months. I, I got too much stuff. I'm too creative of a person to be wanting to do too much stuff. Even if I kept on working my same jobs, kept on doing the same thing, mm -hmm. my weekends would always be crazy. Cause I'd be mm -hmm. like, you know what? Ooh, Monday through Friday, I'm back to that same nine to five struggle. Mm -hmm. But man, on Friday night, or maybe Thursday, I took Friday off. Yeah, Thursday. Man, I'm finna get it in. This weekend is finna action packed. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready to roll with me? That's all I'm saying. And so, like, I think that that might be some people, but I don't know if that necessarily is like a lot of people. Because I'm like, man. Once you get to that level where you got wealth like that, I don't see like, I mean, like people do blow money too. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking in my mind, like I'm not just gonna be blowing money. Like I'm setting myself up in my in my seeds. Maybe that's the part too. of it. Like people blow the money and then six months later, they're just like, oh, that was fun. And they're relishing and their the fun that they had blowing the money and they write back to the same type of happiness like mm -hmm. was there some sort of information about what was going on in the six months or it was just yeah I want the study, study was sort of just oh yeah 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 you're making the, the, the mistaken assumption that I actually read this so. oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I, I I think what Osiris was talking about made me think about two points one. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think all of us have had experiences in, in clubs or opulent settings where we're like, you know what, this is kind of like whack, right? Mm. Like, and, and so imagine, imagine if your your um escape is every weekend. Imagine 
having that on a hundred every yeah, weekend for six months. Yeah. And it might, it might, I, you, you actually might get numb to it at some point. So mm -hmm. that's, that's the first thing I'll throw out there. Yeah, I look forward to hearing that. And the <laughs> second thing I'll say is that when, when I was 17 here, here in Little Rock, you know, I graduated from Parkview and then I went to Columbia in New York, right? Mm -hmm. So I go from, you know, public school in Arkansas to this Ivy League college in, in New York City. Mm -hmm. I remember a lot of it, which is, I think, the functional equivalent to kind of winning the lottery, right? But I remember thinking multiple times, you know, that all my people that I went to, you know, Woodruff with Horace Mann with, you know, that I came into Pinnock with, you know, all my people who I grew up with, none of them were with me, right? I was the only person from Arkansas in my class at Columbia that I know of. And so, so there was a sort of dissonance there. And it's like, mm. there are things aside from, you know, the, those external factors that, that also matter, that also weigh heavily on the amount of happiness that you yeah. got. Well, see, I, I mean, I was going to say something just a little bit similar. I, I was going, but I was going here with it because I, I still want to go back to the paralyzed part too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, I want to talk about that too. But, okay, so we talk, okay, so you hit the lottery or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it like from a, a level like it's right here. Every time, every year, we see these casinos getting built in places, and more than likely, they in um, in a rural town, right? You know what I'm saying? Where most likely the people that are winning the most are the people from that area, and you live in whatever the name of the town is, and you win big or whatever. Smackover. Okay, you in Smackover. Shout out to Jonathan Modica. You know what I'm saying? But you in smack over or whatever, and you win big and you in smack over, you hit the, the machines for about 90, you stroke for about 95,000 or something like that. You win, and then of course, everybody around you got their hand out, you know, you got to help such and such, you got to help such and such, whatever. But there's really nothing for you to do out there in that town. And so what do you do? You take your winnings and you probably go back to the casino over and over and so you keep on flipping it and flipping it and flipping it and you probably lose it or whatever. Or just the fact that, you know what I'm saying, like you said, like you won big and now you got the opportunity, like I'm in smack over now, I can just go to Little Rock every weekend and kick it. Mm -hmm. But now you got to take your people with you. Because you don't, you don't have anybody in Little Rock with you or whatever. And so maybe like after six months of doing that, you write back at it so I can see it from that level. I'm, you know, I was just thinking more from the level where I'm at where like I did some 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 crazy dope stuff and been on a high level a few times to like you know saying see some things other people ain't gonna see but uh majority of the time these people like even when i be driving through like little small towns around you know the state or whatever people be like man i'm about a lot of ticket here because you always see them hit at this gas station in this little rinky dink town that ain't got nobody living there but then you go to the big cities a lot of times you don't see the casinos you know what I'm saying? You don't see the people winning the Powerball like they be, oh, I'm a teacher in Atlanta. You know, they always be, you know, in them little areas right there. And so, like, I can see, you know what I'm saying, people in those little small towns, in those situations, like, 
being brought back to reality quicker than somebody who has an ex who's experienced not wealth, but just had like, you know what I'm saying, some diverse life experiences and, and seen a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, I have a strange phobia of becoming blind and becoming paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Like it's a phobia I've had my whole life, or at least as long as I can could like articulate the, you know, the feeling. And I always wonder about, or the emotion, whatever it is. I always wonder about like how different life would be like if something like that were to happen to me. One, because I'm very, I'm very mobile. Mm -hmm. And like, I spend a lot of time like doing things where like I need every part of my like, you know, functionality. Like there's nothing that I do where like my eyesight or like my mobility, you know, would, I would need it. And so I've had this deep fear of like going blind or like being paralyzed. And a part of me um, has spent years trying to sort of like, uh, try to sort of like prepare for it, like just in case. Mm -hmm. And a big component of my fear is like being so depressed that like, it, I wouldn't be able to live past like an accident that would make me disabled. Mm -hmm. And um, that is my biggest fear. Like outside of like not having like all of my mobility, um, um, it's being in my head too much that where I can't, I still can't figure out how to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And what's most important to me as a as an able-bodied person is enjoying life. Mm. Um, and so I think a lot, a lot about like, how do you prepare yourself for something like this? Like at one point in time, I was reading articles about people that was going blind, like later in life. Like I'm fascinated by Ray Charles' story because, you know, he had his eyesight at one point and then he didn't have it no more. And mm. it was his willpower to like not, be seen as disabled that that pushed him to these limits of becoming the great one of the greatest musicians that the world has ever seen um i read stories about people that you know lost their eyesight at like 14 from some like rare disease and i just read about their sort of just like their willpower to not uh, to not stop living because that's really important like when something that you used that you used to have no longer belongs to you, what is going to be the thing that keeps you moving, moving forward? Yeah. Um, I know people that are disabled. I've um, known someone that's a uh, that was born with cerebral palsy, like for my, almost my whole life. Mm -hmm. My mom used to um, she used she was his paraprofessional. And I mean, he has all his whole life been in a wheelchair. Like he's got, you know, some, um, I think he's got like dyslexia and all kinds of stuff. But I have never seen a person that whose life is more full mm. than his. Mm. Like he does everything. He's got a podcast, started his own business. He keep a job, he keep a degree. Like he got like eight degrees, 
and like he date like he go out to eat he have a cocktail like I have never seen someone with a full life like a mm-hmm. life is you know more fuller than he is um even though he's com- he's been confined to a wheelchair his entire life and so I pull from that type of like inspiration to live my my regular old you know able-bodied life like the whole world is set up for me for ableism Mm -hmm. like the whole world is set up for people who don't have disabilities Mm -hmm. like I don't need no provisions and the world welcomes me you know with open arms at restaurants or at um concerts or at the airport or whatever Mm -hmm. and for this person who was really disadvantaged because the world don't always you know, have provisions for people like them, Mm. you know, they don't let that type of thing stop them. Mm. And um, so I guess I can, I think I understand, Mm. like, the person that that was paralyzed, like, they still got their lives, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, they still got their friends and their family, it's still people, like, it's probably, like, the greatest feeling to be paralyzed and have people still probably come see about you mm-hmm. or people still take care of you people help you be be a functioning human being like yeah. that's probably the most um like like gratifying experience you could have right. and so I feel like I understand right because because after all what does it mean if you you are able-bodied right mm-hmm. you are free of physical disabilities if if your mind is held captive right if you are exactly if you're completely out of touch with your soul or your your spirit right so it it makes me think of transcendence right yeah the concept of transcendence exists for a reason right and we we value it and we place it you know so high um you know we exalt it so much for a reason because it gets at sort of some of the, the 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 you know the fruit of life, right? Yeah. And and, and sometimes our our able bodiedness, our freedom from disabilities, distracts us from you know all of the richness of life that has nothing to do with the vessels that we're we're walking in, and, and so it makes me think about uh, this guy Abio Dunayewole. Uh, who was a member of the last poets who oh, yeah. we saw at, at Crystal Bridges. <laughs> but, um, you know, he told me about this, this story, right? So he was a member of this revolutionary poetry group, the last poets in the 60s. And that's where Selena starts to walk off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. But Bobby's still. So, so he, told me, he told me about this story where in the 60s, he went to prison for robbing the clan of their guns, right? Oh, word. So he robbed the clan of their guns, and then he ends up in prison in North Carolina. They keep him in solitary confinement for long amounts of times. And solitary confinement is torture, shouldn't be sanctioned, we should get rid of it, we should abolish it. Yeah, solitary he told, confinement. Right, he told me that. He told us a group of us at his apartment in Harlem. That's the freest he's ever felt in his life because he was able to go places he couldn't even imagine, right? With all of that distraction removed away from him. Well, <clears throat> and that's amazing. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? And that's 
um, you know, that, to be optimistic and to and to actually um, be a creative enough person to, you know, uh, reach outside the walls and 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 be free, even in even while you're in prison. You know what I'm saying? But like, and, and you know, that's that's one of the reasons why I said, man, I don't know. Life just opened up a whole lot more when you got like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when you got blessings just falling in the monetary form. Like I said, that's why I was like, man, I'm creative enough to keep on finding ways. I stressed this for the last three years of my life. I said every day of my life, and I'm able to do it. Regardless of work, regardless of whatever obligations I got, I'm gonna do something. When I end my day, when I end my work and end my day, I'm gonna do something to put a smile on my face and that makes me happy. Mm. I don't care if it's Same. like walking to the park. Mm. I don't care if it's like taking, having a drink, mm. you know what I'm saying, rolling up something mm. or calling somebody that make me laugh all day long. Mm. You know what I'm saying? All of that stuff is like, I'm gonna be purposeful when I say I'm making some time in this day to smile and be happy because right. you gotta put, cause ain't nobody gonna make room for that but you. Right. And can't no banker give you that, right? So blessings in the monetary form, you know, they are very welcome. Blessings, yeah. blessings in this. I, now I am, like I say, yeah. creativity. I can go do some things with that money. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Well, what I'm saying too, is we've all, you know, coming up here in the Bible, but we've all seen in these churches what, what blessings in the spiritual form look like, yeah. right? And, and how how abundant that is as well, you know? And so it's just like breaking out of that 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 rigid linearity. And, and um, I, I think that's part of what this baseline happiness sort of concept comes from. It's just that, you know, even though it, it may improve things in a certain way, it's not the end all be all. That's it's 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 definitely it's definitely not. But if anybody who know me, and I'm gonna get off this subject, man, because I feel like you know, what I'm saying we we had a great conversation, yeah. and it could go on on and on and on, and I'm not gonna do that. Anybody that know me know, man. Put, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got some I got some uh, ideas and things I want to do, and like one of the things that makes me very happy in life is to see other people happy and enjoying things as well. And so like, man, best believe if I get blessed like that, like putting something in the community is a part of the happiness. I want to see the community thriving and, and put some opportunities in particular for the youth to like, you know what I'm saying? To do some things that they never thought they could do before. And so like uh, that ill will to survive is like one thing that keeps me motivated. And uh, you know what I'm saying, seeing uh the community empowered, I feel like everybody should take a moment to appreciate how uh that just like uh shifts the morale in our community and in our situation to see other people happy, expressing it and living life, and then, you know what I'm saying, man, you know what I'm saying, making that dedication to, to keep that going every day. Nice. All right. Nice. Cool. Thank you for that. That was good. I like that.
already. Thank you. Um, yeah, so yeah, thanks for my for stopping by. We're gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna uh, end the podcast with our final segment of the show, and that's um four ingredients. Four ingredients. Four ingredients is basically our beer review. Mm-hmm. We call it four ingredients because it takes four amazing ingredients to make a perfect beer. And what are they? They are beer, hops, water, and yeast. What Today I've got, I wanted to do, to do something different. I wanted to, um, to, for us to pick, pick a beer separately or, or together. Um, I got, I got a variety pack of Sweetwater beer. Okay. And, um, so yeah, I got a, a, a better, better days kind of sort of IPA with super fruit. Is it called a kind of sort of IPA for real? Better days kind of sort of IPA okay. with super fruit. That right there is a name. It's 4% ABV, <laughs> 100 sure. calories, and 5 grams of carbs. Already. I got the ever, the extra pale ale 420. Um, what a thing on here. It's um, ghetto. I got the uh, <laughs> I got the blue. It's in a beautiful blue can. Blue. It's a blue wheat, a blueberry wheat beer, and, and I can't find that stuff on here. To it's a um, it's four point six percent on this. One. <laughs> That's the one you want right there. Hey, I think Omavi already picked the one he wants. What's that one? So just read it. This one. Then I got the hazy IPA. It's a ooh, a double dry hops, hazy, juicy, fresh IPA, six point two ABV. I peep game early. <laughs> he put it to the side. I was like, I didn't know he was picking individual beers, or he was picking. He put that to the side. All right. Okay. So, mommy, you want that one? It's when we drinking, right? If you insist. We all, all drink that one. I didn't know we were all drinking. Man. I didn't know. Whatever you guys want. Yeah, whatever you want, bro. It's your. Oh, own. okay. So, what do you want to do? I, I feel like we should all drink the same one. Okay. Well, let's all drink. That one there. Right. Let's get I'm back a, to the business. I'm a fan of consensus. Uh, I, I thought we were just going to share it. Oh, you want to share it? I said, I thought we were going to share it. What, right. what are you going to share? Okay. Right. I want to share it. I'm a fan of consensus. So everybody, everybody cool with this? Yeah. You need another cup because you don't got, you or you got to drink that and get another. Or you could pour yours in the cup and then you can get the can. I, we use them all. Oh, okay. At the last party. It's going to be bourbon and peas. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I am too. Take the can. He's going to take the can. All right, so we open it. You know, it just popped right now. Yep, and just sweet water. I like sweet water. Let me tell you why I like sweet water, y'all. Why you like sweet water? Sweet water, they like to do the, uh, they like to show love to smokers. Oh, yeah, because they got a lot of beers named after, like, weeds. Yeah, hence, we got the uh, the 420 Pale L over here, too. Which is, we already had it, it's really good. Yeah, and so I knew we weren't going to drink that one for sure. Yeah, it's a um, it's a staple beer at a lot of bars and restaurants. Yeah, you can find the Sweetwater on tap at a lot of places. All right, so I feel like y'all, we should cheer. sponsored by Sweetwater? Man. Uh, we need <laughs> Sweetwater. You need to run that. You need to run that run for us. the folks. Where is Sweetwater located? Yeah, in Georgia. Georgia? What you're yeah. not going to do is get this free appetizer <laughs> from the folks. Look, they all get in Atlanta. 
I'm so excited. Oh, what is the, oh, can you read the stuff on the can? Oh, okay, wait, I'm sorry. Let's drink it first. And then Bali, you can read the stuff on the can. It's a lot going on. I know, sorry. All right. <laughs> this, is Somali's, ready? this is Somali's first time here. He doesn't know how it. Ready? By the end of the show, it's always a live one out. Cheers. Okay. Brett. Mm. Nice taste. I taste the mango for sure. Delicious. Already. Yeah. Very tropical. Got that mango on for sure. It's very clean. It's very clean. Uh, it doesn't have like a, a crazy aftertaste. Very hoppy. Yeah. As advertised. Yeah, it's 6.2. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Hey, it says, the pursuit of haziness. We endowed this straight-up juice bomb with a double dry hop of mosaic citra, El Dorado, and Azaka for a blast of mango, stone fruit, lime, pine aromas, it's not a mirage, but a tasty, refreshing oasis in your pursuit of haziness. Damn it, that's a poet who <laughs> scribed that independently brewed since 97. Come on, sweet water. Stand like up. It. Get your roses right now. I do like that it don't got no bitter taste, like you know, in no, the no. Like, you know, it don't got none of that. Like people who talk about like hobby beers all the time talk about the aftertaste. I had this one chick tell me one time, like, I'm not drinking my bees with you no more. It's like licking pine bark. And so like I always remember that. First of all, why are you licking pine bark? <laughs> I don't know why she oh, was. Girl. Oh girl. She's a documented mistake in my social media. <laughs> Shout out to the documented mistakes. Keeping it, it, keeping people humble. Trying since to figure out what she is. <laughs> Can we just pause with the Angelo's body on the big screen? And I'm no. gonna say no. No. I'm gonna say no because I ain't pausing for no damn D'Angelo. Okay. Matter of fact, pause. Ain't nobody on no pausing with D'Angelo like that. You can watch him on the big okay. screen. You know what I'm saying? So we're All talking right. about documented mistakes. <laughs> and she just documented her yeah. mistakes. Talking about is we can we? No, you can. Ain't no we. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not Speaking all that French over there. Ain't no we. For the record, I'm not co-signing the pause. Not... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know how it be, bro. <laughs> pause. We ain't doing that. Okay, so we recommend the what's it called? Pursuit haziness. Pursuit we recommend. Pursuit we recommend haziness. sweet water. Like sponsoring y'all for. We do. We do every episode. This can every episode we review a beer and put we this, recommend they sponsor. Put this on the tap, man. The tap. Put this on the tap somewhere, man. Pursuit of haziness. It's nice. Hazy, juicy, double dry hop IPA. Hey. I always like to review and say where we where I can picture myself drinking these. All right. Go. I'm gonna take one more sip. I'll take a cup for it. All right. I'm gonna take a cup too. He ain't lied. Already. It's good. Yo, this is a great beer. This is a great fall beer. I'm gonna tell y'all right now, man. What you gonna tell me? Look, this is what y'all need to do with this beer right here. I know. Do? What they gonna do? Yeah, what they hey, gonna do. this is what they gonna do right here. What's that? Look, I know some of y'all been here about the Delta variants, the AKAs. Talking about the Delta. 
<laughs> and the Sigma Gamma Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and and the Kiwis and the Woo Woo Doo Wops. Not the SG Rose. Ski, 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 ski. <laughs> Shout out to the SG Rose. No, no. <laughs> Shout out to the Dustin's for real, though. Y'all are ridiculous. Not Dustin variant with the Dustin. All the sorority variants. <laughs> sorority. <laughs> all the sorority variants. You got, you got the Divine Nine of the variants. <laughs> Don't forget the links and the boulets. Don't forget them either. Nah, we ain't got to that point. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> we getting there though. We gonna get to the, <laughs> the we'll jubilees. We gonna get to the Illuminati so, and everything. Next year we gonna have the Eastern Star variant. I'm gonna tell you, man. We gonna be doing this show from the Alvin Pike line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how I can go down. <laughs> Man, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So I can picture myself. I can picture myself with this right here, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, we already know that the sorority line of variants is going to clear out all of our fall kicking it. So this is, this is going to be. Don't claim it like that. Okay. So for oh, all the people that God. don't want to do the fall kicking it as normal. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We already know that you know some of y'all got big backyards. So once one of y'all got big backyards, we're gonna do a bonfire. We're gonna be socially distancing, and we're gonna have um, you know some beers to sip in the crisp night breeze in the fall. And this is the bonfire beer in the fall right here for y'all right there. Put it in a cooler and let them know it's double dry hop IPA, and we're kicking it big. Perfect. Great beer for fall occasions. And if we and if the fair, if Arkansas State Fair comes back this year, drink some before you get out there in the breeze. Yeah. Matter of fact, they be selling some good beers at the Arkansas oh, State Fair. They do. Uh-huh. So if anybody working at Arkansas State Fair this year want to find a new beer to put out there, hey, come get the sweet water. That's great. Pursuit of haziness. But the only thing about it is they be selling beers for like double out there. So, yeah, so. Uh, make sure you just drink one can and then go to the store and pick up the rest. Yeah. Well, we want to thank our guests, Omari, for hanging out with us. Thanks. Um, thank you. Yeah, I, I like to thank y'all, man. Y'all listeners are so blessed to have two of the most wonderful people this side of the Mississippi on the mic so regularly. So I hope they appreciate it. And I appreciate you both. Thank you. Well, so. And- until next time. Until next time, man. Listen to some hip hop, drink some good beer, and always listen to As a Matter of Black because the we are full effect out here. Blech. And we love you, Jada Kiss. <laughs> Come on, Jada. Top five, dead or alive. You disrespectful. <laughs> so disrespectful. Peace. Peace. Oh, my God.